I'm Allie J. And I'm Crystal O. And welcome to Not Your Token Black Girl, where we recover from spreading black girl magic wherever we go. From careers and cocktails to men and mental health, we're breaking it all down on what it means to wear the token crown. So if you've ever said, I'm not your token, fill in the blank, then this podcast is for you. A fun and witty show that's a little bit shady, but 100% true. It's Saturday brunch combo with the girls in a quick 20 minutes. Now let's get started. On today's episode of Not Your Token Black Girl, we're chatting with Deb Brainy, owner of Little Muffin Cakes, a boutique selling character-based products that celebrate the beauty and children of color. Shop for your little ones at littlemuffincakes.com and follow the brand on Instagram at little underscore muffin cakes. So on today's episode, we have the fabulous Deb Rainey, who owns Little Muffin Cakes, and we are tackling representation in things that surround us, from our clothes to blankets to products that represent the beauty of brown and black children and, and just people in general. So Deb, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started with Little Muffin Cakes. Well, I am a grandmother of two. Um, and when my okay. first grandbaby was on the way, I just went shopping and was like, okay, this there's nothing here for little brown kids at all. And I remember having that same feeling when I raised my own three. And so I created this line based on that. I'm like, you know, I know that everyone talks about problems and they never want to solve them. So I say, yeah, can I just use my money and I'll see what I can do. I always That's thought fair. it was going to be something small, but. You know, as my ideas started rolling and it went from blankets to wrapping paper and it just kept going. Because you are not small. So talk to us about the products that you offer. Cause I remember when Ari was little, I was gifted the blanket set, but now you've got t-shirts and backpacks and bedspreads. Talk to us about the products that you offer at Little Muffin Cakes. Well, um, I, you know, the core products I started with was um, blankets, swaddle blankets. Um, bibs and blankies. And then it moved on to, like you said, backpacks. I have, I have wrapping paper, greeting cards. Um, I have a couple quilters here in Dallas. I do quilts. Um, and I have a lot of stuff that's coming in the future too. I love it. I love it. So can you talk to us about your future projects? What can we expect from Little Muffin <laughs> Cakes or is it a secret? Well, it's not necessarily a secret, but people, so I get lots of DMs, I get emails, and they're asking for you know, specific products, like shower yeah. curtains, and they want, um, yes. because I have the quilts, they wanted to know, are you going to have something for our bigger kids? Are you going to have twin yeah. sizes? Are you going to have queen sizes? So I'm, those are things that are coming soon. I love it. I love it. So how important is representation? Why is it? so important or is it so important um, for black and brown children at that age? Are they really that impressionable? Um, they are. And I guess if you look at how um, our teenagers and young adults are struggling with, you know, with hair and with skin color and all these things, I think that um, they would be in a better place if they were taught to love who they are when they were little. Right. So they don't okay. have to compete. So if you're a little girl that grew up only seeing princesses with blonde hair or with white skin, then I think that they struggle with that as they as they get older. 
You know what I mean? So like, like I have a little girl in, in Denton that's five. She has everything that, everything that I've made for Zara, she has it. And um, she tells her mom, um, she keeps making all this stuff that looks like me. Is she like one of my fans or something? <laughs> I love it. She knows I that stuff looks it. like her. That is so cute. I love it. I love it. I and love she's it. one of my biggest fans because, you know, she has the backpack. She, um, they have like a pajama. You know how they, at the end of the year, how they have like um, pajama day at school? She yeah. came in there with her black girl magic pajama set yes. and she was frozen. <laughs> and so, you know, those little things are fuels to my fire. So like, you know, I work for a brand that doesn't pay me, you know, I'm a small business. So when I make right. money, it goes back in and, right. you know, they keep me going, you know, they're always like, okay, so whatever you do, do not quit. You know, we're still, we're still following you. Um, yes. you know, I did team up with, um, Crunchy Boutique, they have a uh, cloth diaper line, and so I have two cloth diapers. Um, we're supposed to do some more stuff in the future, because uh, a lot of people really, really like those diapers. I love it. So pivoting to the adult sector, um, we often see big names, Gucci, Burberry, they have made some fashion faux pas if you will, mm-hmm. taking either black culture and in my opinion, disrespecting it um, or doing things to get attention on the runway, like sending a model down the runway with a noose or the sweater mm-hmm. that came up to the nose that looked like a monkey. Talk to me a little wow. bit um, about your views on that and how you hope to combat that. Well, um, I think that we have to look at why we're buying those brands. If, if, if you know, after a couple of times, you, you, you know that they're, they're not focused on black and brown people. So why not? Right. Uh, why would you still use those as status symbols that you've made it? You know, there are a lot of black brands now. Um, you know, if you want a nice leather bag, um, I, there's a brand, um, I want to say it's made leather. You know, they create back, you know, they have like leather backpacks and briefcases and overnight bags. I mean, there's a lot of brands that are, you know, gearing towards like a higher end. You don't have right. to use Gucci and those brands now as a status thing anymore. Okay. You know, why okay. not start out brands that you know that want to support you? Why do you feel that brands believe or feel that they can get away with that? They knew before they sent that model down the wrong way with a noose or those models with those horrible lace fronts that were cornrows. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. Um, because I think that they think um, uh, any news, how do they word it before? Um, any news is good news or being in the news, whether it's negative yes. or positive, is always good for business. And so I think yeah. that anytime, anytime they do anything, it's good or bad, they're going to make a lot of money. And then there's a lot of people that are not going to say, oh, I'm, I'm not wearing Gucci anymore. They're not going to do that. They're still going to buy the latest yeah. Gucci. And I honestly think, too, a lot of those brands, it, it's just chopped up to ignorance, right? Like, you know, there is a lack of education on Black history unless people are actively, like, seeking a deeper understanding. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes that's what 
what's translating when you see these girls on Insta that are doing dark skin on Halloween or wearing afros, or you see someone like Katy Perry that made a shoe that had essentially like a a blackface shoe, right? Or you see the H&M people that take the little boy um, calling him my favorite shirt. You know, I think there becomes this like, it's really this like lack of education. And it's because you have to think about it. Like in school, um, these others, we'll call them others, are getting (laughs) a very like MLK, you know, they're getting the MLK Rosa Parks education on black history, right? It's not really until you start digging deeper that you're out, outside of just slavery and the good black people that in civil rights, like that you realize there was stuff like blackface going on where there these people were mocking us, right? Like blackface was well, a mockery. They were. I mean, I'm gonna push back a little bit. I yeah, think, me too. Is it lack okay, of education? Yeah. Because how difficult is it? To Google this. I mean, if you are living today and you're over, I'll give you the age of 15, you know what blackface is. You know. Yeah, no, I think it was in some cases it's over right? I, yeah, I don't know how multi billion dollar brands can lean on it was a lack of education. You research the hell out of your. Um, stakeholders, your buyers, you know who is spending money with you. And right. you, you know don't your care customers. that Gucci Mane has made you billions of dollars by rapping about you because you know that they're still going to spend your money. So you're going to send yeah. these models yeah. down the runway in lace front cornrows with a noose around their neck. It's not for lack of education. You did that on purpose to drive more dollars exactly and if you I look at twitter I, I listen to my daughter certainly when i listen I to my daughter my daughter is 29 mm-hmm. no go ahead and Jeff. i think i i think that they know because right now black culture is big they just don't necessarily celebrate black people but they celebrate who we are as people like they like the fact that you know you can go to walmart it still looks like a million bucks. Like we just have a different style. And I think yeah. they like that. Yeah. They, they, they grab it, they watch us do stuff and they pull from it. It's because we create the trends, right? Like right. that's always been known. Like black culture, typically the, all the, the styles and stuff are molded from what we're doing. And, I, and, and what I'm saying with like the base level and the ignorance is more so that you have people that are quote unquote would never be invited to the cookout. Like they don't get certain things, right? They don't have people at the boardroom. Now the Gucci stuff over, right? The news over the lace front. I would say like, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Cause in my head, I'm like, maybe they thought that lace fronts are going to appeal to black people who buy their, buy their stuff. Right. Like, I think there's, there's a with the lace front thing I found it funny I thought it was real dumb right but to me I was like maybe they think that that's gonna appeal and make us be like oh we can wear bracelets this is the thing not just me in that situation now again news all that other stuff very overt but I do think in general there is this lack of education and quote-unquote people that would be invited to the cookout because they just don't get the culture they don't understand. They're not making the trends. We are. 
You know what I'm saying? They're just trying to follow what they think we're doing and what we think is hot and what we think is right. funny. But I just tell me Gucci and right. Dapper Dan. Because we can even take it back to the little boy from H&M. Cute little black boy with a monkey on his shirt. Granted, H&M is a European country. Um, so they are on the continent with the original colonizers. And they thought taking yes. a little black boy and putting him in a monkey sweatshirt was a good idea. Call him the coolest who, monkey in the jungle. Who drops the ball in recruiting to recruit such idiots? Who drops the ball in marketing? Where are the photo- photographers that were on the shoot? Where is his parents? Like, how many levels of ignorance? I guess, do we have to go through? A lack of education, I can give on some things. Just blatant ignorance and disregard. For it to make it to the runway, for it to make it to print, this passed numerous approvals. I would hate Thank to you. say I would want a multi-billion dollar organization. Somebody was like, you know what? I just don't think we should have a little boy, a little black boy with a monkey. I just, let's put that on a little white boy. No one have to look at I their mean, marketing yeah, team. Right. They didn't have Are there is there representation there for us? You know what? That issue. is fair. I didn't do my research on the H and M marketing team. Um there was even if there isn't representation, even if it's a whole bunch of blue eyed blonde Swedes, I can't remember where H and M is located. I know it's somewhere in Europe. I thought it was mm-hmm. Sweden, but it, it's somewhere over there. Even if they are all white European people, they know that monkeys are negatively associated with black people. They're the ones that started that. So the photographer didn't, you mean to tell me that the marketing team and the stylist said, okay, this is the outfit. And the talent scout said, yeah, this little black boy would be perfect for this look. And the photographer was like, oh, yeah, that's the look we're going for. Like, no one thought to say, you know well, what? Well, you have to blame the parents, too. I mean, like, not even his mom. Why did the parents allow this? his mom said. Then I get to that. There's no way. I don't have a son. But I have a daughter. She not. She doesn't get to pose in the monkey sweatshirt. Because there's some oh. racist out there who's going to think that she is the monkey. And then I got to go to jail. <laughs> yes. She's gonna wear little muffin cakes and that's that. So <laughs> I don't I don't know. Well, I think it's I, two I, different types of people. You know, you have the ones that want to do blackface and then you know, that don't want to be cool with the black culture. They're angry that, you know, that Gucci would try to even appeal to them. And then you have the other ones that wanna be down. They want to woo chow. They want to do all this stuff. And, or woo chile, how they say. <laughs> or they want to be woo chile. Um, so you, I think there's two different ways. And I think that if you do something offensive, then the people that are blackface, they're like, oh, see, they're, they're still about us. And I think that motivates them to shop more. Because they don't really do, I don't think they have to, a lot of their brands, they don't have to do a whole bunch of marketing because their status brands, 
and people are already going to buy those anyway. And so I think that when they do something stupid like the noose or the shirt that looked, you know, the sweater that looked like um, uh, blackface with the big um, red lips and all that, I think that they think that that's funny. And, it, and they, they say, oh, see, Gucci is still a white brand. You know, so how can we do our like, part to, to elevate black brands that can truly compete, right? On all levels. It doesn't have to be, you know, the the expensive brands. If I want to replace mm-hmm. my tennis shoes, and I'm not even a tennis shoe person, but if I wanted to replace my basic tennis shoe with a black brand, or if I wanted a new watch instead of going to coach or fossil or, or wherever I would normally get a name brand watch. How can I know what black or brown or minority owned group is doing something well, similar and offering similar products? There are black so cats. many. So <laughs> if you don't want to wear a Gucci jogging black. suit, you can go to Milan de Rouge. She has some really cute stuff. Like it's high quality. Okay. Have you ever heard of that? Heard of that all that? of the places online too, like, and you know, I have an account called Black Owned Austin where I just update on all the black-owned restaurants. There's like We oh. Buy Black. They list all of the people that I, I'm pretty sure you guys were on there too, Deb. Um, it's called We Buy Black, but there's uh-huh. tons of sites like that or black-owned businesses. There's that one where you can find alternatives right because i know i'm a big advocate of that right like i love to support black owned like even when i go out of the country right i'm like looking for where's the where's the black people places or the african <laughs> place you know what i'm saying like i mean that's what it you is black people places here. you got black <laughs> no, like in new york and i'll tell you why i started black owned austin was because when I went to New York, me and Albert wanted to do black, we wanted to be a part of black owned businesses. And there was a site called black owned Brooklyn. And I was like, this okay. is dope. We found Sylvia's, we found Junie B's. I got my nails done. I had the best soul food ever. We went yes. to some little shops that were black. Owned. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I think that you're right, Deb. Like there has to be a way that we're not only supporting these brands that aren't for us, but I'm going to tell yeah. you a lot of these brands, because of stuff that happened like that and because as a as a culture now we're so boisterous and saying hey that ain't it you know what I'm saying now they're inviting more people of color into these boardrooms that can call them on stuff like that you know what I'm saying I think that becomes that goes along with your brand as well like representation like not just in our apparel but in these places where we clearly are consumers of these products like right. let us be the CEO. Let's you we're making those trends. Let me show you how to run it. And I that's my pitch all day long because you know I worked in digital marketing, so I talked to a lot of these brands. And and yeah, and they're looking for diversity all the time with influencers. So we have okay. to program black people. So the so the you know the young um they don't call them yuppies anymore. What do, what do they call the young millennials? They need to, I need to be programmed now. So I BMW and all that shouldn't be your focus. Yeah, I do think that I I will say I think millennials are a different breed, especially now that I've stepped in like 
mommy mode, I actively seek out diverse things for Ari. I'm looking for diverse books, diverse clothing, whether it be gender or um, ethnicity. I want her, I don't want her to open, like you said, every fairy tale book and she's a blue eyed blonde princess. Right. She, Ari is not blue eyes, blonde hair. So she's automatically going to equate that with, well, am I not princess material? But on the other hand, I want her to be able to see a disabled princess or an Asian princess or a white princess. You know, there's nothing wrong with having a white princess, but having representation across the whole spectrum um, will also just broaden her horizon because while this conversation has spotlighted, and while this podcast spotlights the black experience, there could very well be things that we're doing that is just as ignorant because we aren't familiar with the Asian experience or the Latina experience. And so I want her to have exactly, a broad the lack of exposure. So right. I think in that regard, there is, there is a way to avoid that lack of education by actively seeking that out as a parent. Um, right. Yeah. Well, this has been fantastic. Visit Deb <laughs> online at littlemuffincakes.com. Go on and purchase everything. I know it's still early in the year, but Christmas will be here before you know it. Um, get those gifts for your birthday parties and baby showers and just because. So your little ones can be represented from the time they get here to the time they leave your house and beyond. This is Allie J. And I'm Crystal O. And that's it for this week. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 12 p.m. Central for another episode of Not Your Token Black Girl. And also be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google. And follow me at Basic Alley on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Crystal O. 